You know, I want to, I want to uh, uh, welcome everybody that's uh, on Facebook. All my Facebook fans, how you doing? Um, all of you that uh, are coming at us live from uh, Zoom, also, we have a lot of sick people out there, I guess, uh, that uh, you know couldn't make it, but they wanted to go ahead and be able to uh, witness a, a lifetime experience, huh? Um, I. <laughs> I want to welcome everyone here. My name is Richard Snake. Whatever you want to call me, don't call me late for dinner. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You know, oh, I'm going to try to sit still. We'll see how it works. So uh, since it's New Year's, uh, do any of you make New Year's resolutions? No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, those of you that do, are you still following them today? Uh, you know, so I, I, I get a lot of joy and wisdom from kids. So I, I, I looked on the internet and I uh, read some New Year's resolutions that the kids made up. Uh, this is Joey 10. He says, my New Year's resolution is to not eat as much sugar, but I probably won't keep it. Hadza7 says, I'm going to stop picking my nose. It's going to be really hard. Maggie, 13, she says, she wants to make it through the year without seeing her mom do the whip. Please, God. And then Kendra6 is my favorite. She says, so... What's the point of making resolutions if you never really keep them? Wisdom. Wisdom from a six-year-old. So will you all do me a favor? Put one hand over your heart and put the other hand out towards me. And follow me in some prayer right now. Repeat after me. Father God. Please open my mind, body, and spirit right now to receive a message from you. And God, don't let snakes screw this up. Amen. All righty, so did you know 2022 can be the best year you ever had? Or it can be the worst experience we've ever been through. Funny how God uh, is going to let us choose. It's going to be our point, our choice. So let's choose wisely. How do we make these choices? I came up with a couple things that I found out to start, um, and you may find others. Number one, Ephesians 6.11 says, clothe yourselves with the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the evil one. We must make the choice to pray and read what God has to say to each of us each day. If we're not in the Word, 
we won't be able to withstand the devil's darts. I don't care how smart you are, how good you are, uh, uh, how much you want to believe in God. If we aren't reading his word, if we aren't looking at what he has to say, if we're not talking to each other in positive ways, trust me, the evil one's pretty tricky. He can send little hooks out there that snatch us up like that. Hebrews 2, or yeah, Hebrews 10, 24, and 25 says, Let us take thought of how we can spur one another on to love and good works, not abandoning the gathering together of each other, but encouraging each other, even more so because we know the day is drawing near. Anybody believe uh, God's coming quickly? I know I do. I believe I'll see it in my lifetime. I'm hoping to see it in my lifetime. See, we must make the choice to come together. We must choose to get up Sunday morning and come to church or to get up and turn on the Zoom or to pick a phone up and call somebody. We have to make that choice to stay in community and relationship with each other. It's not going to happen by osmosis. However you're doing that to stay in touch with another fellow believer, do it. Make the choice. You know... Um, it's important for us to be able to speak encouragement into each other's lives. Very important. Not to put each other down, not to beat each other up, not to tear each other apart. As some of us have been in the habit of doing. I'm one of those people. We need to love each other. We need to care about each other. Whether we like each other or not. It, that's, it just is, you know, I can not like you at all. But I can love you. I can love the spirit that God placed inside of you. You know, I want, I want you to know that um, non-believers are watching us. Our children are watching us. Our employers, the people on the street, your neighbors, the people at work, they're watching us. And why? Because you say you're a Christian. You say you follow a higher authority. You say you believe. Well, I want to remind you of one other person that's watching. And that's God. He's always watching and he's seeing all the stuff we're doing in the dark and in the light. I'm not, I'm not here to give you a doom and gloom and oh my God, he's going to get me type of message because that's not God's heart. 
God isn't going to punish you because you did something wrong. But it might keep you from the blessing that God has for you. God loves you. He's not saying uh, that what you're doing is wrong. He's just saying, hey, hey, follow me. I have something better for you. I have something special for you. Will you make the choice to go and get it? Point number three. Three. Second Corinthians 10.5 says, we take every thought captive to make it obey Christ. We must make the choice to combat the negative words that are spoken over us, the words we speak over ourselves, what the world says, and the lies that the evil one spews. The only way you're going to know what the truth is, is by doing the first point, reading the Word of God. Because let me tell you something. I know some of the things that God says. He says you're His treasured possession. His treasured possession. He loves you unconditionally. He says we're fearfully and wonderfully made. We're made by him and in his image. You are the image of God. Next time you look in the mirror, remember that. You are a member of the royal priesthood. You're part of God's family. He loves you so much. And he gave his son. And his son volunteered to die for all the sins that we've done and that we're still going to do. He loves you that much. Next, you know, every one of those things that I've been talking about so far is all scripture. Each one. I don't know all the addresses. I'm just not that smart. But you can examine it and find them for yourself so that you know them in your heart because they're important to remember because the evil one is running around trying to tell you you are not worth anything. You're a loser. You're a dope fiend. You're an alcoholic. You're a cheater. You, you, you robbed those people. You did this to them. You, you thought badly about that person. You're not a good parent. You're not a good employee. You're not a good friend. And it's all a lie. It's all a lie. And we've bitten into it. And made it a part of our truth. I'm here to tell you, you can break that cycle. But you 
have to make the choice. I can't do it for you. And God is such a gentleman, he won't force you to do it. So I'm coming to uh, point number four. And that's Joshua 24, 15, where they're talking about if you have no desire to worship the Lord, choose today who or what you will worship. I can tell you, me and my family, we're going to choose the Lord. We must make a choice each day, sometimes each hour. There's been a time in my life where it had to be every minute to follow God. That last choice there, we, that's this last choice to follow the Lord, this is going to be the easiest choice that we have to make. And it's also the hardest. Now, why do I say that? I say that because we know the Lord is good, you know, and he instills love, joy, peace, and hope into our mind, body, and spirit. He loves us so much that he promised to put a piece of his spirit inside of us. It's hard because confessing Christ is a very unpopular and not worldly position. But I want to tell you, make no mistake, my friends, we're going to follow or worship something. You, you, you know, all that, you know, I, I am the king of my life, save it. You're not. You're following or you're worshiping something. It might be your job. It might be the money that you make. It might be your car. It might be your wife. Or your husband. I'm not saying that you worship Satan or you worship God because Satan's very subtle. He can put a lot of different things in your path. You might worship anger. You might worship sex. Drugs. But you're going to worship something. And although a lot of those things that we find intriguing aren't bad for us by themselves. It's just are you focusing all your attention on them? And only you're going to be able to decide that. Only you're going to be able to be the defining principle. And how do you know if you're 
making a good decision? Well, that takes us back up to step one. By reading the Word on a daily basis, by meditating on, on Scripture, by uh, uh, reading a, uh, a, a devotional. Thank you very much. You know, I need a lot of help up here, you guys. You're all very quiet right now. It makes me nervous. Um, you begin there by making a daily habit of that. And then at the right time, when thought comes in that you don't matter, you're worthless, you have some scripture to tell you, no, no, that's not true. That's not true. God says, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. God says, I'm made in his image. He wouldn't make somebody that's worthless. He wouldn't make somebody that's unloving. He wouldn't make somebody that's a liar. He wouldn't make somebody that steals. He wouldn't make somebody that cheats on his wife or her husband. He wouldn't make somebody that gets angry. He wouldn't make somebody that doesn't work. I'm made in God's image. I'm a member of the royal priesthood. It doesn't matter what all those people say about me. What does God say about me? What does God say about you? You need to know. Because the enemy comes in all forms. And he didn't stop working just because you gave your life to Jesus. Oh, lost another one, steward. He just went on double duty. Because you might be saved, but Satan, he wants to destroy your testimony. He wants to make it so that, all right, well, I lost that one, but at least I'm going to make his testimony worthless to all those people that are around him. And then you won't help to save someone else. Maybe that someone else is your son, your daughter, a close friend. But you really want to spend eternity in heaven with them. You're going. But unless you give that love of Christ that he put into you away, you may not be able to take all those other people that you wanted to come with you. You have the ability within you. How do I know this? Because God says so. You just have to make the choice. As I said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're on our fifth point now. I'm going to show you guys a picture of a guy. And I'm going to, I'm going to read you a little poem that was written about 30 years ago by that guy in San Quentin prison while he was in the hall over a misunderstanding. 
It was a guy whose life had ended. Or he was beginning the process of surrendering. And God slowly began to allow him to create a new life. I believe this poem relates to all of us in one way or another because uh, we all fall short of his glory. None of us are perfect in here. No, certainly not me. And Satan places each of us in our own type of prison. Some of them are self-made. Some of them are in our heads. But he has the ability to place each of us in his own Satan spot. And we willingly go. So this poem is called Satan's Fools. And if you haven't figured out, I'm that guy. 30 years ago. And um, God has a way of taking Moses out to the desert for 40 years, hiding away from God, and be able to talk to him. Mano y mano. God had a way of putting me in the hole in San Quentin State Prison where it was just me and him. The occasional guard that would come by scowling and drop off some food. So, it goes something like this. The end is coming soon, my friends. There is nothing that can stop it. God will have the final say in life. It's foretold by the prophets. See, salvation is a gift from God, and it's up to us to choose. It's easy to accept his gift. There's nothing much to lose. Except pain and hurt and suffering, which are some of Satan's gifts. And if we want choose to keep these things, God won't make a shift. It took me years to let him in. I was worn, torn, and beat, captured deep in Satan's sins, just burning in his heat. You know, I'd heard about this God in Christ, the Holy Spirit too, but I ignored the things of God and thought the world was cool. So I was kept for many years in one of Satan's spots. It's a place he sends his followers, an area we are taught. It's evil and insane in there and doesn't give an inch. But God can push his way right in and save you from its lynch. So I say to you, get off your butts and grab the Savior's hand because if you don't, and do it soon, you might stay in Satan's land. It's not that hard to ask for help. Just get down on your knees and ask the Savior, Christ our Lord, to hear your sinner's pleas. 
You see, the Bible is the only book that will tell you of God's truths. So read it. Search it. Study it. That's how you'll find the proof. That's it. I'm through. I've said enough. True faith cannot be forced. You either put your trust in Christ or you continue on this course. But wait. I must say one more thing because I know it to be true. Most of us think we're cool and tough. But really, we're just Satan's fools. You know, I'm I want you to know that this church, this family here, it's very important to me. You have a pastor over there that cares so much about each of us. I don't know how he does it. He spurred me on last night with, 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 with a positive attitude and joy and was there for me first thing in the morning to put all this together for me after I sent it to him. I don't know why. I don't know why some of you come up and say such nice things about me sometimes. Just as I'm sure you probably don't know why some other people come up and say nice things to you. Because inside you feel ugly and unworthy. But I'm here to tell you you're not. You are the single most valuable possession that God created. When God woke up this morning, his first thought Was there's my children. I love them all. If only they could see it. So I'm hoping that you got something out of this. Can I get the band to come on up? Wow, I got finished before 11 o'clock. You know, I, uh, I'm real big on the time thing, you know, and uh, I have my partner back there, and I, I think if I would have gone longer, he probably would have raised his hand or something or done some flashy thing. Maybe he sent me a message, you only got five minutes left like I do to him all the time. You know, but because um, I, I, I like to be on time. Your time is valuable. And speaking of your time, like right now, 
Maybe this message touched a part of you and you may have recently come back to Jesus. Maybe you don't even know who Jesus is. Maybe you're just like sitting there going, what? I want some of what that guy's got. I want a dose of that. And I can tell you it's free for the taking. The gift of salvation from God is free. All you got to do is bow your head right now. And I don't need you to raise your hands and make a big show of anything because I don't want to embarrass anybody. But maybe you're just sitting there in your seat and you want to rededicate your life or you want to get the beginning of redemption and restoration. Just bow your head right now and just say this little prayer after me. You can say it under your breath. You can say it out loud. It's up to you. Father God, Father God, I am a sinner and I come to you right now and I ask you for your forgiveness. Jesus, I know that you died on the cross for my sins and that you were raised again on the third day. And you are sitting on the right hand of God right now, interceding for me, fighting for me, crying out for me. And I thank you and I accept, I accept this free gift of salvation from you. Father, cleanse me. Cleanse me and make me whole again. Take away this pain and replace it with your peace, with your love, with your joy, with your hope. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Right now, if you said that prayer to yourself, there's a party in heaven going on. Really true. It's in the Bible. You want to know where? Read it. Find it. Search it. Study it. That's the only way you're going to be able to tell if I'm a liar or, or, or a saint. That's the only way. My challenge to you this year is to choose wisely. Make the choice to follow Christ. And, and if you're just thinking you can sit back in the cut and wait for it all to happen, you're not making a choice is making the choice. Be proactive in 2022. Be excited in 2022. 2021 was fantastic for me. Sure, there were bad times. Sure, there were down times. But I'm still waking up on the green side of the grass. And so are you. It's your choice whether or not you want to have a good day or a bad day. Wherever you put your focus, that's where your choice will be. 
So we're going to have some prayer time down here for any of you. We've got some prayer ministers that are going to be down here praying for people. If you feel that you need some extra prayer, please come forward. Please come on down. We love you. We're excited you're here. Have a great 2022, Grace Vineyard. We hope you've enjoyed this message. This weekly podcast is available on our website, gracevcf.org, where you can learn more about Grace Vineyard and our vision for people everywhere to know and worship God.